What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Speech Analysis on the Public Speaker Podcast. Now, on this Speech Analysis, we are going over a cool talk about math and numbers and the importance of the application of math, which is also a TED Talk. This is about four to five minutes. Um, really impactful. I would definitely recommend checking out the YouTube video of this. It'll be on my channel. It is um, primarily a visual aid type of presentation uh, having to do with Fibonacci numbers, which are super, super cool, complex, intricate numbers that have uh, various uses in the real world. Um, and there's a larger purpose to this speech that grounds the uh, existence of mathematics. So this person who's talking on the stage really tries to make math seem important in our daily day lives and really challenges the way students have been taught to interpret and think of the concept of math uh, to explain why most people are bored of math. And Fibonacci numbers serves as one of the main art, uh, examples in in, her, in terms of how to articulate that along with the visual aid of showing different uh, uses of Fibonacci numbers. So uh, I definitely enjoy the speech analysis. Key takeaways are just like challenging status quo ideas, especially about the way we understand math and, and STEM and things of those nature, those types of fields, and really reinterpreting how we can uh, understand them and, 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 and analyze them. The conclusion to the speech is also fantastic. I think it ends with a perfect rhetorical line um, that I was a big fan of, and you guys will hear it when you get to the end of the speech, but really I think just solid speech in terms of a five-minute condensment of being able to uh, talk about math. So I enjoyed it. I hope you guys do, and let's get into the talk. So why do we learn mathematics? Essentially for three reasons. Calculation, application, and last and unfortunately least in terms of the time we give it, inspiration. So this is a pretty good introduction. We see there's a visual aid involved um, that is correlating with what Arthur's talking about. Uh, there's a question being posed to the audience that gets the audience to start thinking. So even if you're not super interested, at least you're questioning the question and starting to think of potentially the answer to the question. And then there's an actual answer that Arthur's giving, which is a not an alliteration, whereas like every word starts with the same letter, but it ends with the same uh, ending. So calculation, application, inspiration, which is just like a way to get people interested in what you're trying to say because it's kind of rhyming. I forgot what that's called. I have to look that up, but nonetheless, definitely impactful. Mathematics is the science of patterns, and we study it to learn how to think logically, critically, and creatively. But too much of the mathematics that we learn in school is not effectively motivated. And when our students ask, why are we learning this? And they often hear that they'll need it in an upcoming math class or on a future test. But wouldn't it be great if every once in a while we did mathematics simply because it was fun or beautiful or because it excited the mind? Now, I know many people have not had the opportunity to see how this can happen. So let me give you a quick example with my favorite collection of numbers, the Fibonacci numbers. Yeah, I already have Fibonacci fans here. That's great. Now, these numbers can be appreciated in many different ways. From the standpoint of calculation, they're as easy to understand as 1 plus 1, which is 2. Then 1 plus 2 is 3. 2 plus 3 is 5, 3 plus 5 is 8, and so on. Indeed, the person we call Fibonacci was actually named Leonardo of Pisa, and these numbers appear in his book, Libera Bacci, which taught the Western world the methods of arithmetic that we use today. So this is a good historical argument that Arthur is making because it adds value and gives a lot of context to the speech. Um, if you're trying to give a public speech about 
a specific topic, this speech would be characterized as an informative speech because he's trying to inform the audience about a way to think about math in a new fun way. Um, th there is an historical analysis attached to the idea and the process of learning math that then gives credence to the idea of what he's going to be talking about in the speech. The speech is informative, but it's also a little persuasive because there is a hint of wanting people to think of math as more fun and be more inspired by math. So the information that he's going to be presenting is then going to be used as a probably motivator, as a probable, probable motivator to then be able to articulate the rest of the message that he's trying to communicate. In terms of applications, Fibonacci numbers appear in nature surprisingly often. The number of petals on a flower is typically a Fibonacci number, or the number of spirals on a sunflower or a pineapple tends to be a Fibonacci number as well. In fact, there are many more applications of Fibonacci numbers, but what I find most inspirational about them are the beautiful number patterns they display. Let me show you one of my favorites. Suppose you like to square numbers. And frankly, who doesn't? <laughs> Let me show, let's look at the squares of the first few Fibonacci numbers, okay? So one squared is one, two squared is four, three squared is nine, five squared is 25, and so on. All right, now, it's no surprise that when you add consecutive Fibonacci numbers, you get the next Fibonacci number, right? That's how they're created. But you wouldn't expect anything special to happen when you add the squares together. But check this out. 1 plus 1 gives us 2, and 1 plus 4 gives us 5, and 4 plus 9 is 13, 9 plus 25 is 34, and yes, the pattern continues. In fact, here's another one. Suppose you wanted to look at adding up the squares of the first few Fibonacci numbers. Let's see what we get there. So 1 plus 1 plus 4 is 6. Add 9 to that, we get 15. Add 25, we get 40. Add 64, we get 104. Now look at those numbers. Those are not Fibonacci numbers, but if you look at them closely, you'll see the Fibonacci numbers buried inside of them. You see it? I'll show it to you. 6 is 2 times 3. 15 is 3 times 5. 40 is 5 times 8. 2, 3, 5, 8. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> Fibonacci, of course. So this is really good. There's a lot of passion in this speech, obviously, which is Arthur is uh, passionate about math, so he's trying to show that to the audience. Um, he's doing a really good job with the visual aid because he's asking questions and seeing if the audience can catch on to the pattern that he's trying to describe with the Fibonacci numbers, and then uh, vi and then uh, showing those patterns as he's moving on towards the rest of the speech. Um, and there's a, a, a sort of exuberant passion that is coming from him in which he like cares so much about the, these numbers that it's sort of contagious. And I can tell if I was in the audience that I would be like super entertained and persuaded and informed by all of these numbers. So now we're going to see, now that he's given the example, maybe what is the overall message that he's trying to bring by describing the Fibonacci numbers. Now, as much fun as it is to discover these patterns, it's even more satisfying to understand why they are true. Let's look at that last equation. Why should the squares of 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, and 8 add up to 8 times 13? I'll show you by drawing a simple picture. All right, we'll start with a 1 by 1 square, and next to that put another 1 by 1 square. Together they form a 1 by 2 rectangle. Beneath that, I'll put a 2 by 2 square, and next to that, a 3 by 3 square. Beneath that, a 5 by 5 square, and then an 8 by 8 square. 
creating one giant rectangle, right? Now, let me ask you a simple question. What is the area of the rectangle? Well, on the one hand, it's the sum of the areas of the squares inside it, right? Just as we created it. It's one squared plus one squared plus two squared plus three squared plus five squared plus eight squared, right? That's the area. On the other hand, because it's a rectangle, the area is equal to its height times its base. And the height is clearly eight, and the base is 5 plus 8, which is the next Fibonacci number, 13, right? So the area is also 8 times 13. Since we've correctly calculated the area two different ways, they have to be the same number. And that's why the squares of 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, and 8 add up to 8 times 13. Now, if we continue this process, we'll generate rectangles of the form uh, 13 by 21, 21 by 34, and so on. Now, check this out. If you divide 13 by 8, you get 1.625. And if you divide the larger number by the smaller number, then these ratios get closer and closer to about 1.618, known to many people as the golden ratio, a number which has fascinated mathematicians, scientists, and artists for centuries. Now, I show all this to you because, like so much of mathematics, there's a beautiful side to it that I fear does not get enough attention in our schools. We spend lots of time learning about calculation, but let's not forget about application, including perhaps the most important application of all, learning how to think. If I could summarize this in one sentence, it would be this. Mathematics is not just solving for X, it's also figuring out why thank you very much okay so that was the magic of fibonacci numbers by arthur benjamin i actually really like the ending where it's like not just solving for x but figuring out why and then why thought that was pretty cool um so i think the overall macro level purpose of this speech was trying to get people to recognize that the application of numbers is seen throughout the the the, the earth seen through everything that we have in our world and the patterns of those numbers are mathematical like you have to square them you have to divide them those are all things that we, the basic things in math that we need to be thought, uh, taught, but once we understand how they're used in the real world, especially given the example of squares and rectangles, it becomes much more easier to appreciate them, which means when we can appreciate why they're applied and the application of them, we're much more eager to calculate them and engage in the calculation of them. Um, so I thought this speech was pretty good. I thought the passion and energy was the biggest thing I got. Usually if you are an expert on the topic, you are more likely to be passionate about talking about it, which is another one of my big things about public speaking. So this is a good speech if you want to take away some thoughts on just how to be passionate and how to care about your topic. Um, if you truly do care about it and you have a larger purpose towards the thing you're talking about, you're likely going to be able to construct a better public speech, even if it's not perfect, to, to, to be able to resonate with the audience because of the passion you're going to be showing. Uh, and the final thing I'll say about this is I really like the visual aid. I liked how everything correlated with exactly the right timing on what he was saying in terms of dividing the numbers, adding them up, and then showing the results. Um, it was kind of sort of seamless, and, and it had a very cohesive relationship with the speech and the visual aid itself. So these were my thoughts on the art of Fibonacci numbers or the magic of Fibonacci numbers by Arthur Benjamin. Oh, I just played that again. I hope you guys enjoy. So these are my thoughts on the magic of Fibonacci numbers by Arthur Benjamin. I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Leave your thoughts and comments in the video in, in the comments so we can discuss and think about how different ways the speech could have been and what your opinions were on it. 
Um, but yeah, leave a speech. You would also like me to review in the comments and hopefully I'll do it on this channel. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you in the next episode of Speech Analysis. Bye.